When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply waiting for the opportunity to do this. We heard from Mick this morning, so Mick gave his answers this morning, and I've told you boys to get your homework ready a couple of weeks ago, so there's no short, uh, there's, there's no one that can complain that they didn't get their, the homework assignment. What we're looking for is the standout performance, your standout performer, your feel-good story, your personal favourite moment, and one for the future from the 2022-2023 racing season. So let's go if you want to do it now, around the table and do our standout performances and then we'll come back to our performers uh, and Clado since you are leaving you can start us off with your standout performance and there were plenty of them Louis there were plenty of them but I put the highlighter through sharp and smart in the Herbie Dyke at Tarapa the three-year-old taken on the older horses sat three three and four wide most of the trip got into a bumping duel the top of the straight and he was still knuckled down and got up to win it was one of the I thought one of the standout performances of the season Fair enough. Struggle mm. to find anyone to argue with that, Sticks. Yeah, it was certainly a great performance that day. And then, uh, you know, the the horse went on, obviously, to uh, frank that form and win the New Zealand Derby on the same track. So what about you for your standout performance of the 2022-2023 season? Yeah, I did think long and hard about this one. Um, my one isn't necessarily a group one. I thought... The best performance of the season goes to Tokyo Tycoon to win the Karaka Million. Uh, due to the outside gate. Back last after the jump, uh, had to weave his way through, and as he's weaving through, he's still, still accelerating. So that's very uncommon, very hard to do, and he did it you know, very, very well in the end. Of course, he was first past the f- post on all five of his runs this season so yeah he's a standout that was the the lone standout performance for mine love it you're right he was last on the bend wasn't he that was quite incredible okay so we've got two race performances sharp and smart herbie dyke three wide tokyo tycoon last on the bend (laughs) hard to argue with either of those well my standout performance i've looked at it a little bit differently i'm going to say the new zealand breeders as a collective the performance of the New Zealand breeders this season was staggering. And, uh, Brian, if you've got that clip ready to go, because uh, Mr Andrew Seabrook explained it far better than I did. Our performances in Australia have been amazing. I mean, we bred, we had 20 individual group one winners in Australia, 20, right? Well, New South Wales had 21, and they've got four times the amount of foal crop that we've got. So that, that's quite incredible. All the, all the Hunter Valley and what have you, they bred 21 and we've bred 20 from New Zealand. So um, that's an amazing statistic and really helps us get the Australians here to, to come to the sales and, uh, you know, to win what we won. We won 28% of the Group 1s in Australia last season from uh, from only 8% of the runners. So, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a boom time for the breeding industry and now it looks like our domestic racing prize money is getting going and there's a few good things happening and uh, um, uh, you know as far as I'm concerned like was a, we had a very positive day yesterday with with our, our, our vendors and what have you and everyone's uh, got a bit of buzz about themselves at the moment and things are looking pretty good for the future I reckon. Oh, wow when you consider those stats 
I mean, that is staggering stuff, isn't it, boys? Yeah, it's amazing. I, I did pick up most of that interview with Andrew yesterday, and yeah, I thought those those uh, statistics were quite staggering, to be honest. And yeah, we've got a great set of stallions too now to uh, to really pull the overseas people in to our sales, um, you know, uh, at our sales time. And uh, yeah, they're going to be around for a long time too. Some young, very, very good stallions. Okay. Well, Clado, it's back to you for your standout performer of the season. My standout performer? Well, <clears throat> I won't chuck it all on sharp and smart, but um, I'm going to go to Legato. Um, Australian Guineas win. And oh, I just had to be seen to be believed. And, you know, not forgetting that took her record to six from seven. The only time she got beat was the crack a million and behind Pro S. And, you know, she had a horror draw that day and, and probably unlucky not to get closer to Pro S. But, yeah, look, Louis, there were so many performances over the season when you not sit down and go through it. But uh, I think Legato, over sharp and smart. Um, I'm a big fan of Sharp and Smart, but I love Legato too, and I couldn't have Sharp and Smart in both categories. Okay. Standout performer, Legato, uh, Sticker? Yeah, I'm I'm afraid I'm going to have to double up with Clado here. Uh, She's my pick as well. I... I don't think it was the greatest uh, field ever assembled in the um, 1,000 guineas, as we know, prowess race against the boys and boys and girls on the first day in the 2,000 guineas. But she had no right to win that day. She had a horror round at the start, really, when the bridle broke and she was getting wound up and it looked like she wouldn't go in the gates and everything went against her. Uh, she still won by four or five lengths on the bridle. Um, and then to go over and win the Australian Guineas when she had no right to win it after the run she had, uh, yeah, that was the, the standout performer for my. Okay, well, I, my standout performer is going to be Michael McNabb because after he turned his life and his career around last season to win the Premiership and see how much it meant to him, it probably could have been easy to expect that he'd button off, but he didn't. And he's got to finish the season striking at 4.99 with 160-something wins. And I think that's quite staggering. 17 group enlisted race wins. And I just wanted to give an honourable mention to Warren Kennedy, who, by the way, has a striking at five, 6.57. So behind Opie and Nabba, the next best jockey in the country, and he came from a different country. So the jockeys are getting a bit of love from me for my standout performer, Michael McNabb, where you boys have gone legato, which is nothing wrong with that. Uh, Clado, your feel-good story I would Just be going what? back to Nabba, though, uh, Louis, I, I agree. Um like he's been an absolute standout. I think he's had eight winners in the last three days alone, yeah. um, which some some people would like for a season, to be honest, wouldn't they? Korea, um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, and your other your other pick there, Warren Kennedy. I think riding a full season here now that he knows all the trainers, the the horses, and the and particularly the tracks, he could be very hard for Nabbit to um, fend off this year. Mm. Yeah, it's not a bad point. Actually, he's going to get a. You're right because he, you got to you got to bake into Warren Kennedy's stats the learning curve when he first arrived. So you give him a few, right? And then the fact that he strike ended up striking at six point five seven, uh, and he won he won eight group enlisted races, only three behind Gruzy. I mean, it's what, pretty what stood incredible. Out with Warwick really was he hit the ground running, didn't he? Well, he didn't take a lot to get his eye in. No, certainly didn't. And it, you know, we've we've pretty much got totally different tracks to South Africa and you know we we know how we can back him on the long straight courses like Pukekohe and 
He's got Rua Kaka figured out pretty well too. So a couple of these other ones, if he's prepared to do a little bit of travel, could really knock up the winners. So we've done performance performer. We're Legato, Sharp and Smart, Tokyo Tycoon, The Breeders and Nabra have all been shouted out. Your feel-good story, Clado, what is it? Oh, well, there were so many. There were so many. You touched on The Breeders, Michael McNabb. I'm going to go for one. <clears throat> Kumara Nuggets Day, The Buffer, Kelsey Hannon, absolutely beside herself coming back to Scarp uh, from owner you know, Richard Bishop that she rode for and Richard you know, spent so much time with Kelsey on the way through. Sadly, Richard's only passed away in the last couple of weeks. But, yeah, that was pretty special. The emotion on Kelsey that day was just to be seen, to be believed. Mm, dead it. right there. That was a great interview post-race, wasn't it, with Kelsey? Yeah, it certainly and was. It was, I think... Was it her fiftieth career win or fiftieth win for the season? And no, might have been her fiftieth career win. And and I think people thought she was getting emotional because of that. And she explained no, that was because it was uh, someone she cared about deeply. And I think he told her when she was apprentice that she was going to win the Kamara Gold Nuggets on this horse. So it's a mm. sort of epic later. Mm. Pretty special, wasn't it? Mm. Six. Six. Uh, my one, I'm, I'm actually going back to a group one here. I think the win of Penny Wecker in the New Zealand Oaks. Uh, I think Jim Wallace's mother had just passed away during that week and possibly there was a bereavement in the family not too long before that as well. I stand to be corrected. But um, love to meet up with Jimmy at the sales, love his stories and have a little chat with Jim. And, uh, yeah, his win with Penny Wecker in the New Zealand Oaks was a great feel-good story for mine. Uh, for a big syndicate as well. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there was a, a couple of bereavements in the wider family and, and then to have the, wow, the cojones to take the horse to Australia and <laughs> beat the Aussie Philly sticker. I mean, that's, for, actually for what it's worth, that was Mick's feel-good story as well. So you're, you're oh. singing off the same song sheet there. He thought that was amazing. Well... Great minds to think alike. I didn't. I didn't cheat. I didn't hear mix. Uh, no, no, no. Once not, this not morning, so you. yeah. But that that really stood out for me. No, not suggesting you did it at all. Uh, okay, my feel good story. Well, you guys mentioned Legato. I, I'm I'm looking more specifically at Ken and Bev Kelso finally getting their Group One in Australia, because they'd had they'd had a bunch of seconds. Uh, Levante had gone close. They said that they would never retire until they got one, and then that. Uh, racing.com interview with them at afterwards where <laughs> Bev was lost for words and she said that Legato just has makes leaves your mouth open whenever she races and then Sticker you mentioned the way she did it she tried to Mick D tried to come out he came back in she only got going over the last hundred meters and she was too good she beat Jackano um the the you know how much is he worth as a colt she mm. beat some wonderful horses so like she's genuinely a, a, a cox plate. I won't say contender, but she's definitely worthy of a race there this year. And I thought that was a, a real feel-good story. Ken and Bev getting, you know, just they've got six horses and, and they have Levante and Legato going at the same time. So I thought that was really special. Yeah, Max um, getting out of bed at uh, 3.30, 4 o'clock. A lot of easier, put it that way. Yeah. And what about the synergy? The ownership and price here as well. So... Uh, quite incredible when you stack it all up like that. All right, Clado, uh, what, what's your personal favourite moment? Something that you know personally got you going? Uh, Chase's two Group One placings. <laughs> 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 uh, get that into your boys. No, actually, you just segued into it, uh, Louis, and it was Prasier. 
and Johnny Thompson, Prasir taking out the awards. And Johnny Thompson's done such a great job at Ritual Stud for so many years, a famous stud in annals of New Zealand racing history. And Johnny's had to chip away at Sir Patrick Hogan and Cambridge Stud, the Chittocks with Waikato Stud. But Prasir, he really is the gun. Prasir, he's one of the two best sires in Australasia. Um, Johnny's done the hard yards. We go back to Pentire. And, and look, the shockings. Um, and, and, I'm and glad look what he he's had yeah. <laughs> Pintire, of course, Mufasa, Satona, Aladdin's doing such a great job, Vatamos, and we're looking forward to the ace highs coming through and getting over ground. But, gee, as Johnny's uh, told us many times, the shockings, they can run along, they can sprint. So, yeah, I think that's one of the personal favourites of mine. You know, Waikato stud, Cambridge stud, and Johnny Thompson, he's kept at it with Rich Hill, and they've got a top liner in Prasir. Yeah, epic. Love that. Echo mm, those don't, don't forget about uh, actually... You mentioned Vatamos. <coughs> uh, La Creek was one of our horses to follow last year. Didn't quite mm. do what we thought she might do, but she's going to have a different style preparation this year. So, okay, uh, she did win a Group One, eh? Like she, early she, on. I mean, it sounds disappointing. She, yeah, but yeah, she, she won, won the mile, one. didn't she? Yeah, Matter Matter. Yeah, yeah Matter Matter. But uh, Matter Matter. But they, they. I did read that as well, Sticko. They're just not going to even rem- entertain running her on a wet track this season. Yeah, so I think uh, she's one that we've possibly forgotten about, but. Um, we all know the ability she's got, so uh, look look forward to a good summer in autumn for her. What about you, mate? What's your what was your favourite personal moment? I can't really think of one to be honest. Um, off the top of my head, I might need a little bit more time for this one. Hold on, told- <laughs> you're going to get you're going to get a scolding here. This will be good. Come on, Louie, let him have it. <laughs> I will restrain myself, but there was plenty of warning given. Here, here are mine. Uh, pre train would be enchanted, L. <laughs> I tell you mine. It was go. I go back to the 26th of November, and there was a horse that won at $34. Mm. And the horse's name was Well I Never, in the last at Tarapa, getting the... Quaddy crush off to a start. I think we made about eight grand that day. And it was such a good feeling. We had the field in the last and we had the blowout $34 shot. So the punting's memories like that. And then the other one, shocking penny to win Brookburn top four, <laughs> third of June. Like that, I was so determined to get a collect that day. It was such a hard day racing, winter racing, and we managed to get it done. I was so proud of us. Yeah, yeah that, that, was, that was certainly a good day. And uh, go, just going back to Well on Ever, I mean, she's certainly not the best horse in the go racing barn, but she's the best horse to us from that barn. <laughs> I think the way we've backed her and uh, roll, roll uh, Well on Ever into GC a few times in a multi, we'd be doing okay. Pre-trainer again. Hmm. Anyway, I'm still, I'm still thinking, guys. I've got okay. my horse well, to follow at least. Okay. Well, let's go that way then. Uh, Clado, what is one for the future? For you. Well, after our three-year-old crop from last season, Louis, it was just outstanding, wasn't it? But I'm going to go, oh, I won't say Master Brutus. <clears throat> okay. That four-year-old race might uh, suit him. Oh. Ooh. Because it is eligible to horses that also didn't go to the sales series. So, yeah, it's wide open. Any, any Anybody's eligible oh, okay. for that race. Oh, well. For the four-year-old one. Yeah, good. Master Brutus, there you go. Um, for jockeys, I'm going to say Joe Doyle. I thought, like Warwick Ooh. Kennedy, once he gets his eye in, he's really going to be someone to follow. And I tell you what, as the horse, the horse to follow, I think, uh, we saw him as a two-year-old and he looked like a four-year-old. 
and he went super solid races in all the two-year-old races. And, Steve, I'm not stealing your thunder here, am I? No, but you're going to say Trobriand, are you? It takes a thief. To oh, take, to right. catch a thief. To catch to a thief. catch a thief. Okay. Graham Richardson, Rogan Novell, the big boy, and gee, tried hard as a two-year-old, and he's just a gangly boy, but gee, he's got he's got a bit of heart and a bit of ability and yeah, speed. Quite right. Performed and that's well. Definitely my one to follow to catch a thief. All right. Don't mind that. Joey Doyle and to catch a thief. Uh, Sicko? Yeah, I'm going to go for, I think, one of the best three-year-olds that is forgotten on the back of the real top three sort of miler Middle distance horses, sharp and smart, prowess and legato. I think Wild Knight is in for a huge year this year. Whoa. Um, just didn't ha- handle the, the couple of distance races that he had, but he's had a really good break. And uh, presuming he stays here, I mean, obviously, Tiakao will have a stable now in Australia. So if he stays here and he's set for that four year old Karaka Million race, he will be very, very hard to beat. It's a great point. It is a great point. So they went down the route of... Did he start in the Herbie Dyke as well? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he did, yeah. And then he ended up going down to the Otaki Mile race against older horses. So they progressed him quite quickly, and maybe it just got to the better of him at the end of that prep. But you're right. When he was coming through the grades, he was doing things and coming off the pace at Tarapa on good track days, and we were going, whoa, what do we have here? So that's a great one. I'm jealous I didn't think of that myself. Because um, he he could be a little bit like La Creek, a little bit of the forgotten top liners. I'm going to say, and, and you, this won't surprise you guys, but one for follow. And don't I'm say Fangtail. No, no, okay. Don't nobody nobody follow that. I, I would never jinx that. Uh, not that I want to jinx this guy, but I've been saying this for a while. Robbie Patterson's stable. He's a strike rate trainer. And he, ever since he started winning consistently, he has got a completely different level of stock. Uh, he's always said this. For large parts of the season, he was striking at, at 3.8. He's at 4.2 now with 50 winners for the year, just behind. He could easily be third on the premiership. He's one win behind Kevin Myers and Lisa Ladder. Uh, he only has lined up 211 horses. Now, interestingly, he has, has, hasn't won a group or listed race, which you know probably tells you about where he's lining his horses up. But I think the thing was, with Robbie, he has had, hasn't had a quality of horse that he could be lining them up in town and in stakes races. But that's changing. So if you go back to 2019, 2018-2019, uh, he had nine wins. Then it was 19. Then it was 18. Then it was 20 last season. And he had Coventina Bay flying the flag for a long time. This year, he more than doubled. It went to 50, nearly a million dollars in prize money. And I think with some of those more immature horses that he's had that have had less than 10 starts, they're going to be, especially over distance, I think he's a trainer who gets his horses fit, and I will be all away following the, the Patterson barn for the, the new season to come. Mm, I have to concur with everything you just said, Louis, because he's got horses that aren't, you know, top of the line uh, bread-wise from the sales uh, up until now, and he's done a phenomenal job. So um, as it gets better stock, I mean, the world's his oyster, really, the way he's going, and look forward to you know, to him being a regular in the um, in the bigger races. Yeah, mm. I think so. Nice okay. done. Well done with the homework. Well, you just got one to go, Sticko. Uh, one to go. I'll just, yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll listen to it on the road. Because <laughs> we've got to go to a break. We've got to get to a break so we can get back in time for the 7th at Tarapa. So don't forget, text in for Aussie oh, Sweet. Cl- 
Chloe, can I just say, if anybody's listened and thought we've missed something, because we've covered a lot of bases there, but inevitably we haven't, we can't give every horse and every jockey and trainer a shout out. But you've all sat here with us on Saturdays. Double eight, double three. Favorite moments, favorite runners, ones to watch. Who's going to go huge next year? Get in touch. Double eight, double three. We'd love to hear from you.